Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Complacency Learning, the show that helps learners change their attitude towards learning and make informed career decisions um, as to help them turn their dreams into reality. Ladies and gentlemen, how do we do that? That's a very good question. We source people from different career fields to come and share with us a bit of insights about what they do. And in doing so, we believe that we are equipping the learners with all the skills and knowledge they need for certain professions. And, and at the same time, we are making them aware of the responsibilities and the things they should expect when they go for a certain career. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I'm your host, Ndivo Shivase. And on today's episode, we are joined by a mom of three boys, but a mother to many. Um, and a qualified social worker and an HR professional. Ladies and gentlemen, this lady has, has seen it in life and, and she has turned her, her scars and her pain into victory. Ladies and gentlemen, the person she is today is amazing. Join us on this today's episode as she shares with us how she does it and how you can move on um, beyond your life scars and, and, and past hurts. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome Virginia Solomons, who is here to share with us what it means to be a true survivor of pain. Hi, Virginia. Welcome to another episode of Complacency Learning. How are you doing today? I'm good. You can't complain. I'm also very happy to be here. Great. You know, they say every day above above the ground is a blessing. So and, and it's also amazing. So I have to say that I myself feel amazing. And uh, also, I'm happy to have you on today's episode. <laughs> you know, so before Thank we carry you. on. Thank right. you. Awesome. Before we di um, I dive into the first question, um, can I ask you to actually introduce yourself? OK, I'm Virginia Solomons. And um, you can give me people anytime. People are my passion. Or should I rather say my passion equals people um, plus people. And I'm a qualified social worker. I'm also a qualified HR professional. And I worked as a social worker for a number of years. And then I, I branched into human resources. And that's where I find myself. And I love, I just love people. I love vol volunteering and I do a lot of ministry work. So yeah, if when I'm with people, I'm the happiest. Great. So um, looking at your profile, I see that your passion lies in helping people um, live beyond their past pains and their scars, and also to help them realize that life doesn't end there, right? So uh, basically, yeah. I'm just going to be focusing my questions on that part, since that's your uh, passion, uh, right? So obviously, before you started with that, um, you thought things were going to be, let me just say, as uh, uh, much you call this, uh, as easier as easy as they are you thought they were gonna be easier than they are now right so which means that um, along the way there's things that you've discovered while you um, you were in the profession if I may ask what is the one thing that you wish you had known before you began with that um, career um the, the one thing I wish I had known is um you know if I had if my succession plan was in place if I had a succession plan, I only saw myself as a as a social worker and nothing else. Mm. And um, the career that I'm in now happened by default. Mm. When when I joined corporate as a as an industrial social worker, and the manager that I reported to was an HR manager, so I never saw that coming. You know, I was just uh, focused on being a social worker, 
And then I never thought that I would end up in corporate, but there I was climbing the corporate ladder, ladder but with a welfare mindset. Remember my background as social work. So yeah, I'm climbing the corporate ladder, but I have a welfare mindset. It is important that you flesh out your career choice and see where it will be taking you in the long term and not, and not just for today. So had I known um, when I began my career that I would end up in, in human resources, I think I would have equipped myself better mm. than I did at that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, in becoming as good as you are today, obviously there were um, obstacles along the way that you had to overcome. Right now, if you don't mind me asking, um, what were your biggest failures and what did you learn from them? Uh, my biggest failures, I've always been um, a hard worker. Mm -hmm. And when I got to my third year of study, I started neglecting my studies because I was um, my focus was elsewhere. Um, I didn't uh, attend to my studies and the two previous years, my first year and my second year, I got distinctions. I got the directors awards, vice chancellor, vice, vice chancellor awards and stuff. Oh, and in my third year, mm -hmm. I neglected my studies because mm -hmm. other things started getting my attention. And I realized that I was distracted. My attention was not around when I vowed to study and to make my mom and myself proud. So that, that was for me the, the aim and the objective that I wanted to make my mom proud and myself proud. And in my third year, as, as I said, I neglected my studies and I had to make a U-turn mm. and I did and passed with accolades. Wow. And I've never, ever neglected any of my studies again, nor allowed mm. um, disturbances to distract me from my goals. So mm. I try to remain focused at all times. Mm. And once my goals are set, I try to focus and make sure that I attend to those and not allow anything or anybody mm. to distract me from my plans and my goals. So that 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 was my biggest failure. And it's, it's, it's good that it happened then. Mm. And I could learn from that and not make that mistake again. Well, that's that's um, actually impressive, eh? <laughs> like I, I have to say, right? So um, I, I love what you do, right? And I believe that I'm the only, I'm not the only one who loves what you do, right? So obviously there's people that would like to pursue the same career as the one that you are in. To those that are considering that, um, what advice can you give to them? Um, if you... The thing is, you have to have a passion for people. Mm. But most of all, you have to have an inherent need to serve people. Mm. Sometimes just passion is not enough mm. because people can get too much at times. And then the passion goes, however, your servant heart will pull you through. Mm. Your aim should be serving people if you want to be in human resources mm. or even in social work for that matter so whatever you do always be prepared to listen mm. and remember you need to hear and listen with both ears and you need to be present when you attend to people you need to be present not be distracted by by other stuff mm. so if you know you love people and you are willing to serve people Mm. then the race is half won. Mm. Then you are halfway into being 
an HR person or a, a social worker. Mm. Um, so it is important that above everything else, you need to have a servant heart. Mm. Well, I have to say that your, your passion is very attractive. Eh? <laughs> like uh, you can see that, you know, this uh, thing of helping people, like you said, it came by default. It's something that's within you. It lives in you. Right. So um, that's uh, no wonder why you're doing yeah. a great job at it, you know, because <laughs> your passion, uh, you're driven Thank by you. passion. That's great. So then now building on to the next question. What are the resources that you have used that have best helped you along the way? Like, what have you, what have you read or what have you listened to currently that, that inspired you? I love reading true stories, autobiographies and memoirs, mm. especially the stories of people who have overcome extreme difficulties to be where they are today. Those are the, the stories that I love reading. Um, and even movies, I, I watch movies that are, that are true stories. Mm -hmm. And these stories help me to realize that when things are not going well, or the going gets tough, that is um, when, um, when I realize, when, and, and, I, and, I, and I own into these stories, and I remember the stuff that I read about other people, mm -hmm. and I realize it's not the end of the road. It's just a, a bend in the road, and that I will grow beyond my current circumstances. So true stories always um, give me that push, um, mm -hmm. help me realize that, you know what, this is not the end. Mm -hmm. um, push forward and grow from, from whatever situation you are in. And then from a business point of view, I've been reading Peter Block's um, Flawless Consulting as I am a consultant mm -hmm. and always look at ways to up my game. So that, that was the last book, uh, uh, the business book that I was that I was reading. So um, reading is important because it, it always helps you to move beyond where you're currently at. Mm. So yeah, um, so just, true stories are my, are my passion. Great. Also, just to add to that, I have to say that um, what you raised now, it's, it's actually a very good point because I also um, watch some of these, uh, um, what you call these true stories about people that have enjoyed the worst and they, they got to where they are today. And because of that, like my passion was like um, on teaching, but now learners that I teach are telling me that I should become a life coach because I'm becoming very good and good at it. Right. Uh, I think um, all that just by, uh, you know, listening to to people who actually inspire me. I mean, you can be inspired a lot by, by, by other people, you know. So um, going on to the next uh, question, speaking of people who inspire you, are there any people, let me just also, let me rephrase it. Right. Are there uh, people, who are the three people that have been the most influential to you? The three people that have been the most influential. Mm. Firstly, my mom. I think we can all, all, um, all She's agree with that. She's been the most, most influential. Mm. Um, my mom is and has always been my biggest fan and mm. my biggest cheerleader. Mm. She taught me so much about trusting God in everything that I do. And um, from, as you can see from, from my scars, I burned as a, as a child. I was a year and 10 months old. Mm. But my mom was the one that always made me feel that I can do anything, that I belong in this world. Um, mm. she, she, would, she would always encourage me. She still does. Mm. She really is my biggest fan and my, and my and really, she's my diehard cheerleader. Mm. So she's the one. And then um, 
The next person, it's not one person, it's my siblings. I'm the youngest mm -hmm. of eight children. Mm -hmm. my, my siblings have been with me through thick and thin. And they've always believed that there's a special place for me in this world. And that's how they raised me. Um, so being the, they, they always um, took care of me, always inspired me. I was telling my sister the other day, I've got a, a, a desk, you know, the thing where you put your pens in a, a TV, mm. a marble little block, and you can two, two pens in your desk. And my one sister for me when I was in, in grade nine, and she said to me, you will have your own office one day. Mm. And at that time, I didn't leave. It's in my office. It's standing on my desk. Um, and I've had it there. So they all believed and they always encouraged to go after my dreams. And mm. the third person, um, it's, it's, it's my teacher. One of my teachers that stood out. Mm. He believed in me. He believed in my scholastic abilities when I didn't believe in myself nor my abilities. He pushed me to do nothing but my, um, he really pushed me out of comfort zone. And one must remember that you, you don't grow in your comfort zone. You mm -hmm. grow when you are pushed outside of your comfort zone and you become uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where he pushed me. And mm -hmm. I gave, I, 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 always, I also pushed myself and gave nothing but my best. And as a youngster, if you have a teacher that, that is pushing you out mm. of your comfort zone, as uncomfortable as it might be, mm. you will thank him or her later because they can see things that mm. um, that don't see at all. That teacher mm. saw in me things that I never saw in myself. Mm. And um, I realized at a later stage what what my teacher was was really trying to do. And I still thank him to this day. Mm. Those are the three, the three groups of people that really, really made an impact and influenced my life. Judging from what you just said now, I can say that they did a really great job. I mean, look at you now passing it on, you know, and um, I'm really sorry to hear about this, um, such story, but um, the fact that you're here and that you managed to pull um, through all the, the challenges of life, it's, it's really amazing on its own, and I'm really inspired by that, hey? So um, moving on to the next question, right? Obviously. Now, there's uh, in each and every profession, there's like a myth, right? People would say whatever about certain professions, right? So I like to use the one of education because, I mean, I'm a teacher, right? I'm in the education field. So they say that um, teachers work lesser hours compared to other uh, professions, of which I believe is false. I mean, there's a lot of things that teachers need to do, like administrative work, you know, making sure that um, they plan the lessons um, accordingly and uh, they mark the scripts, like they do a whole lot of things, right? So which means that uh, they, they tend to work uh, more hours compared to other professions. So um, yeah. speaking of the one that you're in right now, which is a social worker, is there any other myth that you would like to expose the falseness of? Um, the, the, the social work that I, that I do now and do is mostly part-time, mm. um, community work and stuff, but I'm a full-time human resources professional. Mm. So in, in business, they normally say, um, HR does not add value mm. or it is not a cost generator in the business. So mm. finance will say they take care of the finances, operations will say, we make sure that the 
that the business um, continues and all of that. HR, you don't do anything. You don't you don't save any costs or you no you don't you don't bring in any money. And then I would always tell them, like, without HR, the business struggles to run properly. Where there are people, those people's needs in the workplace needs to be attended to. If left unattended, the business bottom line will be affected. And that's what people don't understand. Uh, a human being is not like a machine where you can just put a little bit of, of oil on and uh, fix the screws and, and the nuts and the bolts and all of that. And there the machine goes. A human being has to be, has to be nurtured. And mm. if they're not nurtured properly, you can mm. forget that you would get any productivity out of out of out of that person. Mm. Nobody attends to people like HR can. Mm. When the people are okay, the business is okay. Mm. So when the people are not okay, the business suffers, and that mm. is money down the drain. Mm. And mm. HR interventions prevents money from going down the drain, and people don't don't understand that. If mm. without HR. You, you the, the business cannot function. HR is as mm. important as friends. The most so the, the, the CEO's most important relationships in the organization is um the finance person, the financial wealth, mm. and the HR person with the human capital wealth of the organization. Mm. So with those two relationships intact and HR making sure that people are attended to HR interventions are, are, are in line with what the people need, mm. the business HR is, 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 is contributing to, to the of, of the business. Mm. So the myth that HR does not, um, does not generate an income, it's, mm. it's not true. Mm. He makes sure that the bottom line continues to, to, to operate. Mm. Wow, well, uh, myth well exposed. You know? <laughs> if you could step into my shoes, what is the one thing that you would ask yourself that I did not? The one thing that I would ask is if, if given another chance mm. and I could come back as a teenager, mm. would you still choose this career and why? That is Ooh. the one question I would ask. That's a great question. I'm um, actually impressed by that question. Eh? <laughs> I can't wait to hear the answer. <laughs> Look, my, my, my answer to that would be I could never be in a career where I don't serve people. Mm. So it would definitely be the same career choice, mm. be it social work mm. and HR again, mm. Mm. I would still do the same career. I, 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 I cannot imagine myself doing anything else other than, um, than serving people in, in, in this capacity. Mm. No, that's yeah. uh, that's 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 great to hear that actually. So again, it's just it just uh, put uh, an emphasis on the on your passion. You know that yeah, passion. Like when you're driven by passion, everything becomes possible. Look at you now, even enjoying yeah. what you're doing. You know. <laughs> so um, for our listeners, to those that would like to connect with you, where can they do that online? Okay, I'm on uh, Facebook, Facebook and LinkedIn as Virginia Solomons. Um, my website is still under construction, and on Twitter, I'm blue-eyed V. Mm. I'll, I'll just put everything at the bottom of the screen <laughs> so that people can access it easily. Right, and uh, yeah. well, one of my favorite questions, right, is, uh, is, is um, learning, right? So learning, 
it, it means that it means different things to us to different people right so for me i believe that that word is um is a process actually it's a process that 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 um, one should not even give up on one should um, um take with a very strong heart right so the word learning what does it mean to you learning for me would means the acquisition of skills and knowledge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I need mm -hmm. and apply to improve myself. Mm -hmm. Or it is um, knowledge and skills that I might not need right now, mm -hmm. but will definitely come in handy in future. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's the acquisition of skills and knowledge. That is, that is what learning is for me. And learning never ends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um it ends when like you said at the beginning it ends when where, when i'm six feet underground mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm currently busy with a few online courses mm -hmm. and i also mm -hmm. learn things especially um for if there's young people listening also learn things that you can use in the case mm -hmm. of pandemics like covid you know mm -hmm. going forward when your normal nine to five job cannot provide you with an income what else will you be able to do to generate an income? So don't focus on getting yourself equipped for a, a nine to five job or for a business that can be hit hard by any pandemic, be it COVID or anything else. So try and learn other skills. Try and equip yourself with other knowledge that should something similar happen, how else would you be able to generate an income? So continue to learn. Don't ever stop learning. Mm. Yeah, I also believe that um, also learning is continuous. I mean, we live in a world that's ever changing, and the only way to keep up with it is through learning, acquiring information and skills, um, like you've said, right? So, um, well, I've asked you all the questions that I've planned to. Um, if I may ask, is there anything that you would like to add about what you do or um, other things that you're involved with uh, on the side as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm also a public speaker and I speak a lot about, um, you mentioned it at the beginning about um, how we should not allow our scars to hold us back. My scars have actually propelled me into being who I am today. I didn't allow my scars to um, detract me or to block me from the person that I, I'm destined to be. Um, scars, whether visible or invisible, um, they can they can hold you back if you allow them to mm. um past pain mm. wounds all of that mm. it can it can it can stop you from growing or from becoming who god has destined you to be mm. so rather mm. use your scars to move you to move you forward in life and that is that is the the, the, the talks that i have um mm. people mm. carrying unnecessary baggage um people not wanting to forgive um yeah and and just how to really embrace your scars and be who you were destined to be. So if, 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 if you remember nothing else about what I said today, remember that if, if you don't start um, focusing now, then when? Mm -hmm. And if it's not you, then who will do that? Mm -hmm. And when it comes to um, your self-image, you're not being happy with, with your self-image, just remember what's what's right with you is your starting point. 
Mm. And and what's wrong with you is is beside the point. You shouldn't mm. you shouldn't focus on that. Focus mm. on everything that is right and positive mm. in order for you to move forward. Mm. And never stop learning. Mm. I think um, we can we can all agree that um, the reason why most of us struggle to move forward is because of the pain that we hold with us, you know, especially the past hurts. And and, and at, that, at that time, we tend to feel that we're not worthy of, of, of what we're doing, you know, and we end up giving up and just putting it aside. Right? I believe that, well, pain can do two things to you. It can either break you or you can learn from it and, and, and become the better or not even the better, the best version of yourself. So for you to say that, uh, I really appreciate I mean, there's, I have to say that, you know, from today's episode, I've learned a lot um, talking to you. There's a lot of things that I'm going to apply that you've said now. And uh, you, you are, you're such an inspiring person, if I have to say, like you're an inspiring person. And I believe that you're going to inspire a lot and that um, this message that you've shared with us is going to live within the hearts of many for years and years to come. I mean, I just want to say, uh, while on that note, uh, I understand we live in a very busy world and it's even hard for us to actually make time to, to try and um, to actually help people move into the right direction. So for that, I just want to say thank you. And it's, it's been an honor to have you on, the, on today's episode. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Ndia. I really appreciate that. All right, thanks a lot. And I uh, just want to wish you the best in everything that you do. And may you continue with what you do until you cannot anymore. Like you said, you only rest when you're six feet under. I, I, I believe yes. that a lot of us need you, you know, because a lot of us, we, we, we tend to suck on our pain and then we just lie in bed the whole day or just watch movies because we yes. just feel that um, the life has come to, to a standstill. And uh, with people like you doing um, such a great job, I believe that uh, a lot of us, instead of just, you know, uh, feeling sorry for ourselves, then we're going to find that strength to actually pick ourselves up and keep moving forward. So yes, I, no, definitely. Thanks. You can I, either allow your pain to mm, pin you down mm, or to mm. push you forward. True, there's, true. there's no other two choices. Yeah. And, and the choice is yours. <laughs> It is yours. It yeah. is yours. It's yours. Um, once again, I cannot thank you enough, but really, um, I'm really grateful. It was only a pleasure. It was a pleasure and an honor to be to be on your show. Thank you for inviting me. Not a problem. Thanks a lot. And hey. all of the best to you too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And I shall keep moving. Just uh, you said from our previous conversation that, you know, what I'm doing is going to touch the main, uh, it, it might not even touch as many people now, but in future people yeah. will, will live to the to, next generations. Yes. Yes. The next generations yes. will find yes. it very helpful. Right. So, um, because of that, I'll keep going and I'll always remember your words. I will never let keep pain going. put me down. I'll keep moving forward because <laughs> that's what I was created to do actually. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Keep going forward. Keep mm. moving forward. Through, through. Thank you, Ndi. All right, thanks and a all lot. Of the hey. blessed and God bless, God bless right. you, eh? Thanks, thank you, and you too. And please enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> and have a lovely thanks, week. You too. Have a lovely holiday. <laughs> yes, tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much. All right, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for watching till the end and as always we believe that you have enjoyed today's episode and if you would like to get in touch with Virginia Solomons so, so you can learn on, on how you can uh, move past your, your, your past hurts, 
the life scars and the everyday pain that you go through, ladies and gentlemen, please do so at the details that are provided at the bottom of the screen. And in doing so, please remember to like and subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want to wish you nothing but the very best in everything that you do. And may everything that you touch turn to be what you wish for it to be.